In Hilchah Shabbos, the Rambam begins by saying that there are five mitzvahs, two mitzvahs haseh and three mitzvahs leisaseh. The mitzvahs are to rest on the seventh day, not to do on it malacha, not to punish on Shabbos, not to go out of the gvul, out of the area on Shabbos, and to sanctify the day by remembering it and mentioning it. In Parak Aleph, the Rambam discusses the framework of what's considered a malacha. The Rambam begins by saying that resting on the seventh day on Shabbos from Malacha is a mitzvah and someone who does on Malacha is being mavatl on mitzvah and also doing a leisaseh. What is a person chayv if they do a Malacha? If they did it willingly and on purpose, they are chayv karis, and if there was witnesses and they, and they warned him, and they took him to Bezin, etc., then he gets gila. And if he did it by mistake, his chayv a carbon chatas kavua, which means it doesn't make a difference his financial situation, he brings the same type of chatas regardless. Ramam continues and says that anytime we say in Hilchah Shabbos that someone who does this is chayiv, it's chayiv karis, and if there's edim, it's skila, and if it was by mistake, it's chayiv achatas. Anytime we say this thing is pater, it means he's pater from karis or from skila or from a carbon, but it's us to do from the chachamim, and someone who does it on purpose gets makas mardas. Any place that says it's mutter to do such and such, it's mutter to do to the chachila. Any place that says he's not chayiv at all, he's pater from all, they don't give him many makas. The Ramam continues and says, something that's mutter to do, but when you do it, it could cause a malacha, but it's not guaranteed. For example, by schlepping a heavy bench on the ground, and it might cause a ditch, which is considered chayrish on Shabbos, it's mutter to do because it's not meskav, and you don't have intention to do it. On the other hand, there's some cases where it's called a psik ratio, which means that no matter what you do, you must do the malacha in order to accomplish the task. For example, if a person needed a chicken head, and he had to kill the chicken in order to get the chicken head, there's no way to receive the chicken head without killing the chicken. So that's called a psik ratio in a person's chayv. Next category the Rambam discusses a malacha shein tzricha which means if a person does malacha on Shabbos, but he doesn't need the malacha, he just needs the result for something else. For example, if a person put out a candle because he wanted to save the oil, he's still chayiv. The next category the Rambam discusses is called malachas machshebes, and that means that a person has to have intention to do a certain malacha. If a person had intention to do one malacha, but another malacha happened instead, then he's putter on it. For example, if a person shot an arrow at somebody else or at another animal intending to kill it, but instead of pulled out or ripped out a plant or a tree from the ground, then he's putter. Additionally, if he intended to do something light and did something more serious, for example, if he threw a stone in a carmelis, hoping to land in a carmelis and land in Shusarabim, he's also putter. This would also apply if a person had in mind to, to collect figs that are dark ones and he collected light ones, or if someone had in mind to first collect grapes and then collect figs, but instead he collected figs first and then grapes, then it's also putter. On the other hand, if a person had two candles that were either lit or out, and he decided that he wanted to light each one in a certain order or put them out in a certain order, then the person would be high regardless because it's like someone who had in mind to kill one person and killed another person, the same Allah is being done. But in this case, if, for example, one of them was lit and one of them was out, and he decided to extinguish, extinguish the one that was lit and then light the one that was extinguished and in reverse order happened, then he would be pater. Ramam continues and says that whoever has intention to do a malacha, but more than intention happened, he was chayif. So, for example, if a person had a mind to carry something behind him, but in the end he carried it in front of him, which is a much better safety for the item, then the person would be chayif. If the reverse happened, though, he would be pater. The next category the Ramam discusses is the amount that a person is chayef for when you're doing a malacha. The Ramam explains that every malacha has a certain shear, and once a person does that shear, that threshold or chayef a carbon, for example, if a person wanted to write a letter, we don't say that the person's only chayef when they finish the writing the entire letter, but rather once they write two letters on the paper, they're chayef. The Ramam continues and says that any malacha that one person could do but two people did it, they're pater. 
If, however, it's something that needs two people, then they're chayev. If one person could do it and one person cannot, the person that could do it is chayev and the person who's helping is pater. The Ramam continues and says that anyone who destroys is pater. For example, if someone destroys a piece of clothes or burns it on Shabbos, is pater. But if they do it in order to fix, then they're chayev. For example, if a person destroys a, a building in order to build a new one, then he's chayev. The Ramam concludes that if a person does a malacha partially by mistake and partially on purpose, then they bring a carbon.